OKC Podcast, bringing the real back into relationships. Here's your host, Travis Bryant. Good evening, morning, whatever time of day you're blessed with. Um, This is Travis Bryant, and you are tuning in to Touch KC Podcast. Um, for those who are new and haven't been with us before, um, our objective here is to bring about healing through interpersonal means. And what do I mean by that? Just clarify, because we don't want to just use fancy words. One of the biggest problems in our community, if arguably the biggest problem, is that we do not know how to relate to each other. We do not know how to speak to each other. We don't even know how to identify with ourselves. So Touch KC is a business. It's an LLC located in Kansas City, Missouri. And our whole goal, we have several packages. Our whole goal is to, to bring about interpersonal health. Um, and we actually have someone very special with us. We, Like I said, we offer a lot of packages. Uh, we do everything from mentoring to premarital counseling um, to dating intervention, which is personally my favorite. We also offer financial literacy because, as we know, money has ruined homes. And so we have a contractor here with us today, um, Mr. Amos Potoma. We're very grateful, very glad to have you here. Um, But he's a contractor for Touch KC. um, And his specialty, what he helps people with specifically, is managing our finances, um, bringing families together through finance. And I'm just very glad to have him here. And we're going to allow him to, to, to educate us a little bit and tell us what he does. Well, I am so um, I'm so grateful to be here today. Uh, this is a this is a really uh, great opportunity for me to to be able to tell others about my passion, what I really love to do, um, and that is to educate and assist families, individuals with uh, their financial needs um, or or issues that they may be having uh, to help to solve those issues for them. Um, I'm really a people-oriented person. I really, uh, I like to see people's problems being solved and uh, specifically in the realm of uh, finances. And so I'm really passionate about uh, the idea of teaching finance to uh, to anyone that, that may need to know more about it, that's interested in it, or may not, may not even be interested in it, but would like to, uh, that's open to the idea of understanding mm-hmm. more about it. And that's, and that's why I, I think it's so important um, to teach uh, personal finance because, quite frankly, we don't teach it in schools. True. Uh, we don't educate our, our youth, um, you know, starting from elementary all the way up. We don't teach that until you get to the college level and only specific types of degrees are, are given to those that uh, or are pursued by those that want to get into finance. And I think it should be something that uh, is taught in the schools from grade school all the way up to to uh, p- post-grad, you know, graduate level. I think that it's very important for that to be taught. Um, so uh, just to give me give you a little bit about my background uh, or why I came into this um this field or this idea of mm-hmm. finance, why why it's such a passionate thing for me. I took a course, um, I'll say about 2000 and 
maybe four or five. It was a Dave Ramsey course, um, Financial Peace. Um, I was introduced through a group of people from a church, from one of my uh, one of our churches in our area, and I was a part of the uh, Dave Ramsey Financial Peace class, and I learned so much about finance, and uh, it was it was done in a way that was very simple, very easy to understand easy to digest and I was so excited about it and I was just I was so like taken aback by the fact that so many people don't know this like there's so so much to learn um there was so much to take in and all of that information that I that I received and I learned it was just it was overwhelmingly easy for me to understand it and I I couldn't understand why in our education system, or in general, we've never learned this stuff. My parents never taught it. Uh, we kind of learned through their experiences. Um, they never, they were never taught, and you know, generations before that, they kind of managed it on their own. They figured it out. And uh, for me, the idea was, how can I take this information that I have learned and somehow let other people know about it in a way that's easy for them to understand. Because as we all know, there are different uh, demographics, age groups, mm-hmm. uh, people of all levels of education uh, that that don't know. Don't they, they frankly don't know or are educated on finance. They find a financial advisor to do their, you know, mm-hmm. to, 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 to take care of their finances or they, they try to do it on their own and, and if we look at the statistics, a lot of us are failing at that. And it doesn't matter what your your race, your background, your education level, your amount of salary. There's so there's so much little that we are are taught about it, and and to where it's ingrained in us, where it becomes a habit for us. That um, I really want to be able to to impact um, all all age groups, all races, all nationalities, anybody that's willing to. Uh, and, and it's open to learning about it. I want to be able to affect that and make a change in our in our in our uh, in, in our country. Quite mm. frankly, we, we see a lot of people are failing financially because they're just not aware. So, so once I took that course and I learned about it, I, I was just—it's been years. I've, I've, I've followed a lot of Dave Ramsey's philosophies and principles, um, but also Travis was able to give me an opportunity to actually. Um, teach it one-on-one with uh, with families that were in need of financial help and assistance and, and didn't really know even how to do a basic budget. And so I started there teaching that, and it was uh, it was such a, a fulfilling um, int- uh, it was such a fulfilling situation for me. It was I, I felt like I was really making a difference, and I could see that uh, the couples. And the families that I were t- I was talking to were really uh, understanding what I was saying and using some of, implementing some of the things I was saying, you know. But I I just I'm just really excited about being able to have this platform to be really be able to speak about it now, and I just really hope that um, through this that I'll be able to kind of like really spread the gospel, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, of, 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 of financial literacy because um, it's really needed in our communities, especially in the African, African-American community. Okay, okay. Well, I want, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, right? Sure. We're going to play a game. Okay. Um, 
Okay. Fact or myth? <laughs> okay. All right? And I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And you simply say if it's a fact or myth, and you explain to our audience okay. um, why that's the case. Okay. Right? Because, and I could be wrong because you're definitely the financial guru in the organization, <laughs> but I believe a lot of our issues with money isn't really about money. Mm. Right? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So yeah. We're going to ask a few questions. You ready? Okay, okay, let's go. He had no go. prep time, I promise you guys. <laughs> this, is, this is raw and live. Yes, it uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm ready, though. I'm ready. Uh-huh. Myth or fact? Mm-hmm. In order to budget correctly, you need to have a lot of money. <laughs> that is that is definitely a myth. Okay. Um, there there is a misconception that uh, the more you have, the more the more you can know or understand how to manage it, mm-hmm. and that's not true. Um, in fact, it, it it's almost quite the opposite. Mm. Um, when you have little you have a tendency to uh, manage it even more carefully because you understand that your dollar has to stretch. It has to mm. be able to do more uh, than probably someone that has more money. So it actually tends to be more of a of the opposite. People that have less actually tend to manage it better. Wow. Um, because they understand the the power of the dollar, they understand how how scarce money is in their in their uh, in their environment, in their in their bubble, in their space. So uh, no, so so actually, I would say that uh, you don't need as much money to manage, and in in most cases, I believe more people that have less tend to manage it better. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Get educated. I like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I got another one for you. Maybe just throw you off a little bit. I'm trying to throw some curveballs. Sure, 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 sure. Fact or myth? For me to understand finance, I need to go through some loan seminar or uh, I need to get a degree of specialization. <laughs> uh, I mean, who really knows anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, is, that is definitely also another myth. Uh, okay. it, is, it is one that... It's probably one of the more widespread myths about finance. Um, finance, um, and from what I've learned through the years, is really 70% behavior okay. and 30% knowledge. It's not really what you know, it's what you practice. Wow. Yeah. And that, wow. That, that, yeah. That, and that makes That's a heavy. huge difference. And, and I really want to stress that point because I think we have this tendency to think that if we educate ourselves enough, somehow we will magically be able to manage mm. money better. But the truth of the matter is uh, the behavior and patterns that you that you form when it comes to managing money or dealing with money, uh, it has a strong uh, effect on how the outcome of, of how you use your money um, and, and how people um, are able to affect their their lives hmm. for that matter so yeah yeah definitely a, a huge myth uh education is only 30 percent of it and uh 70 of it is how 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 much you actually put into it um so so i would definitely say no that that is a myth oh, okay. that is absolutely a myth okay 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 <laughs> yeah. um here's another one mm. um just again feel free to be honest Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> questions I have that are burning my soul right now. <laughs> um, fact or myth? 
you really can't start talking about finance until you've made a certain amount already. Mm-hmm. Like finance, this whole thing with budgeting and all these things don't really matter unless you're making a certain amount of money. Uh, well, if we're being real honest right now, my <laughs> I can definitely say uh, from my background and experience, uh, I, I haven't always had the most amount of money. And uh, when I first learned this concept of finance um, and understanding the, the principles that are involved in it, uh, what I realized was that um, the idea or being able to actually um, manage, manage money had very little to do with how much you have. Mm. Um, it, it, it just... That's not something that you should be concerned about when it comes to managing money. And, and, and one of the things I learned also is that you can teach children, hmm. uh, educate children at a very, very young age. I'm talking primary age kids. You can teach them the principles of finance with very little money. Like if the, allow- the allowance money that you give them, you can actually teach them how to manage their money and be good stewards of their money. Uh, so again, uh, Having a, a a bunch of money, or even having a lot of knowledge, that 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 myth has been perpetuated. I think a lot in our society, and we kind of tend to put that to the back burner until our children become adults, or mm. when we become quote unquote adults. And quite frankly, most of us are children wrapped up in adult bodies. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> and I, I explain that more, but. Uh, a lot of times we haven't grasped the concept of, of being good stewards of our money and managing our money. So we grow up, we, we become older, but we our, our mindset mm. on money is still very childish. So that that is also a concept that I that I like to explain to people too. It, 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 like it doesn't matter what age you're in, you can still be um, a bad steward of money at the age of 80 and be a really good steward of money at the age of five. Wow. So there is no age barrier to that. Um, and I think we have a tendency to put that, st- that, that, that stigma on, on the idea of managing money, that you have to be a certain age to, in order to understand mm. how to do it. And it's just not true. It's just not true. So, so and, yeah. And that reinforces what you were saying about it being more about behavior. Yes, absolutely. Mm. It, it, and, and that's why it's so important to instill those principles at a young age. And that's why I feel like it's so important to have it not – and, and I, I failed to make this point earlier, but it's not just teaching it in the schools, but also in the homes. Okay. So okay. parents. You're saying something. All right. Yeah, it's definitely because parents need to be able to model uh, good financial stewardship. And then they also need to be teaching their children how to do that. Um, and I think we change a generation of, of, of uh, people uh and and our society when we when we when we get to that stage where we're teaching finance as we teach our ABCs, mm. um, I really want to get to the point where um, everyone in every household, every classroom is teaching finance as if it's as elementary as learning your ABCs and your phonics and sounds. It, 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 to me, it's really that important. Wow, it really is, and I'm passionate about the idea of getting that that idea into the mindsets of, of parents and, and uh, teachers and, and anybody for that matter in our society. We really need to change that. And if we look at our government, we can see how 
the mismanagement of money is is affecting uh, hmm. vast amounts of people in our population. Um, the poor are not poor for just for no reason, and hmm. our government. Uh, and that's a, just that's a whole nother story right there. Yes, I think it, that's <laughs> yes, a whole it is. Story. If I start there, you know, but we're we're just not we're not doing enough as a society um, to really. Uh, grasp the idea of fi- of personal finance and understanding how important it is to shaping the future of our of our nation. We're really not. Okay, I, I, I think I got one more for you. Well, let me not say this is the last one. This <laughs> no, no, be ask away. I, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm on a roll right oh, now. Okay. I feel like okay. I'm on a roll. So well, let me dig in you're, then. Y'all, okay. You're really speaking my language right now. So so this is this is good stuff. So yeah, no, yeah definitely. The, the passion that you have for this topic mm-hmm. um, and, and your love for people is definitely... I don't know if our audience can feel it, but I definitely feel it in this space right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, so I have another one for you. Sure, um, sure. Fact or myth? Mm-hmm. If you love God, then money shouldn't matter. <laughs> How to go there? Oh, boy. This, this, is a, <laughs> this is definitely a subject, I think, uh, in, the, in, the, in the, the, the Christian world or the religious sect uh, is 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 constantly uh being discussed uh, argued about mm-hmm. uh misunderstood uh I, I i mean we hear so much about like if you just think think about the christian uh world for a minute there and the churches we got we have the prosperity gospel and then we have mm. the the opposite of that, where you know you got to be Amish and, and you know you can't you can't enjoy life and there's you know you live a very very minuscule life. You're like you know you you hardly spend money on anything. You never have fun. And there's two extreme views that can be seen there, and I think there's a necessary balance that needs to be there. So so it is a myth. It it, it is absolutely a myth that. Uh, for some reason, your relationship with God is, is 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 somehow affected by your your lack of or abundance of money. I think it's I think it's very very misleading, um, because here's the truth of the matter, right? Mm-hmm. Money is amoral. Okay, money is amoral. It has no good or bad uh, characteristics. In and okay. of itself, it it's neutral. Money takes on the characteristics of the person who's holding it. Wow. So if I'm a greedy person and I pick up money or have money, then it becomes an extension of my greed. So mm. I use money for greedy reasons. Well said. Um, well said. And if we really want to... To, to really get down to the to the root of the issue, um, we have to go back to what the Bible says about money. Well, I think one of the most misquoted verses in the Bible is, money is the root of all evil. I believe that is one of the most misquoted. The, the Bible says that mon- the love mm-hmm. of money is, is the difference. root of all evil. That little word love That's a makes a huge, huge difference. And somehow it's creep. This this misinformation is creeped into the church to make it feel to make people feel like if they have an abundance of money, or they have a lack thereof, somehow they're holy because they don't have any, 
or you're you're a greedy rich man that can't get through the eye of the needle if you have it. And I think we have to we have to really delve into that and and really really uh piece that thing out and really look at it and understand that money takes on the form or it takes on the characteristics of the people that are holding it. Are there dangers involved in having lots of money? Yes. Yes, there are dangers involved in that. Because the abundance of money makes some of us um in our in our uh our state, our uh, sinful state, uh we have a tendency to uh not feel like we need anything. Money solves all our problems. Mm. Um so um we don't feel our need or depend to have dependence on God. Some of us are like that. And then there are others of us that use money for to to further the gospel, to help those that are in need. Um, it's a tool. Money is literally a tool. And it's amoral. Like I said before, it has no good or bad morals. It is neutral. It only takes on the 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 uh, characteristics of the person that's that that has it. Um and so we have to keep that in mind and let's let's not keep spreading this misinformation about mm. you know having or not having money not having money doesn't make you holy and having lots of it doesn't make you unholy what you what you're doing with those resources that you have is what the difference that's the difference and and, and more importantly what your relationship with god is like um that determines how you will handle your your finances yeah and so what what you tend to do, and I, and I, I love the consistency, mm-hmm. is to help people understand their behaviors. Yes, yes. That is, is, that is creating their financial dilemma. Mm-hmm. So your philosophy is, hey, look, if I can show you how to behave a certain way or look at it a certain way, mm-hmm. then yeah. the, the budgeting will come. Absolutely. The, okay. the, I, I'm glad you brought that point out. That's very, very important. Um, because once we get once we have a, a, a clear education on what money is and what it's used for, that's the starting point. Right? Just like when we we, 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 we preach the gospel to people. Okay. Um, when we when we tell them about Jesus' love and his, and salvation and uh how we can be saved through faith and uh that God forgives us and he died for our sins. Now we talk to people about having that relationship with God. And how that is, we become we, we, we teach the practicality of it, not in a legalistic standpoint, but from for for people to understand how they can actually form a better relationship with God by reading their Bible every day, by praying, by understanding who God is, um, His nature, you know, uh, through study, um, and, it, and and those principles apply when it comes to our to our finances. Um, once we we educate a person. On what money is and what is what 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 it's supposed to be used for, now we can start getting into how can we uh, now use those that that information that we learn in a real way, in real time. Like how can I now be a good steward of my money? How can I be? How can I actually make a change now that I know what I know? Um, and so there, it, it goes hand in hand. You have to have the the. Uh, the, the education, the understanding, mm-hmm. uh, and the information, uh, you want to be, inf- you want people to be informed, but then you also want to give them something they can actually go out and do. And I'm very much ever since that, you know, I, 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 I uh, 
uh, Travis, once you you got us into this idea of, of, of using our platforms, I really started getting to understanding the practicality of of uh, of um, using what God has given us, um, mm-hmm. and also understanding how our relationship with God can be actually used in the practical ways to make a change. Because because if we look at Jesus' life, he was very practical. Yes, he was. He was very application based. Um, he would go, he would preach the gospel and then he would actually go out and heal people. He would actually go out and, 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 and see the sick and, 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 and heal the blind and feed the hungry. He was very much of a, of a hands-on, he had a very much of a hands-on approach to the, to, to, uh, to, to preaching and teaching. And I think we, we have to take on that same responsibility in all that we do. I think sometimes we, we get a tendency to compartmentalize our lives mm-hmm. where uh, our, you know, our relationship with God has a, has a box and then our job has a box and they, those two can't touch, you know, you know, or, you know, some people they have a plate of food and the green beans and the rice can't touch, you know, we, we get it. We, we start compartmentalizing our lives so much that we don't really allow God to, to move in all areas of our lives. And I think it's important to, to, to realize that in our professions, in our passions, our pursuits, God has to be in all of that. Um, and that can't happen until we really understand what Christ's mission was on this earth. And um, love looks like something. Mm-hmm. Love sounds like something. It's tangible. You can feel it. You can hear it. You know, you can touch it. You know, love has to be practical. It can't just be a concept. And and it, it seeps into everything we do. So the reason why I'm passionate about this subject is because I have a love for humanity in the sense that I want to see, I want to see people succeed. Um, not just myself. <laughs> I love to see other people succeed. Absolutely. It makes me happy to see the joy on someone's face when they when they when they achieve something, when they've gotten to a new level, it makes me extremely happy to see that. And I want to do whatever I can do to, to 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 make a change. So, I mean, this is just honestly, we could talk about this all night. I, I, I really, the pa- I man, love the passion. I, like, I right love now, it. I'm so like, I didn't expect this. I, mm-hmm. I quite honestly, I didn't expect to be sitting here talking like this on on a on a one base. Like this is take one, you know. And I'm just. I'm just so overjoyed and happy about speaking about this because this is really what I'm passionate about. And quite frankly, I haven't given it the, 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 the type of, of uh, platform that I'm having right now with you guys. I'm speaking to you guys about I haven't given myself the opportunity to actually share, share with, with everyone about how I really feel about it. And right now, I just feel so overjoyed to be able to do that. So, yeah, I, I, I just love this. This is great. This is great stuff, man. Well, like I said, I don't, again, I don't know if our listeners uh, can feel it, but the energy in this room right now, um, I didn't expect a sermon. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect it either, man. The Holy Spirit's moving right now. But when yeah. the passion is there and when, when yeah. God has given us a passion and we begin to act on it, yes, fruit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those who are wondering, what does it have to do with interpersonal relationships? And can you explain how the mismanagement of money hmm. causes families to sometimes crash, deteriorate. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, 
again, and this is this is another this is a reason why I'm so so passionate about this subject. Um, as many may or may not know, um, uh, when it comes to marriages, money and the mismanagement of it is still the number one cause of divorce. Um, and we all know what divorce uh, does to families. Mm-hmm. Um, the effects of divorce to the to the um, the uh, children um, of families and and the spouses, you know, and so not being a, a good financial steward of your money um, has very real and adverse uh, effects on 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 families and you know. Uh, our population as a whole. Um, we've seen in our nation what the mismanagement of money does when we had those, all the people were getting those loans uh, that they were not, they couldn't really qualify for and every they were giving them out like hotcakes. Uh, we saw what led to the recession that we, that we all, we all felt the effects of that. Um, and people were, were committing suicide. People were dying because they weren't able to take care of their needs, and they were turned. They had. They felt like they had no hope. Um, so yes, the mismanagement of money. There's there's so many stories we can go into. We, mm-hmm. we can look into our own personal lives and see the the actual effects of of mismanagement of money. Uh, how having bad credit or hmm. uh, <laughs> or having too many credit cards or or, or overdrafting your account, we we can see in real time what the mismanagement of money can do, um, and and sometimes those effects can be really hard to to come back from. Um, but I I still have a lot of hope. I believe that people like myself um, and others that really care about humanity and want to make a difference and and really want to use their talent, their God-given talents to make a difference, uh, it can it can change some things around. It can turn some things around. It can really affect lives um, in, in, a, in a real way. So, yes, um, interpersonal relationships are important to growth in our society, and when we mismanage our money, uh, it, it definitely affects those mm. relationships. Um, have you ever had a friend that borrowed money uh, we we all know we how all that is, <laughs> and they never and they can't they, you know they don't pay it back, uh, you know that that right there alone can just that's a real world application of how money can it can really uh, affect interpersonal relationships. We 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 see it time and time again in our lives and in our society. So it's it's extremely important. It's extremely important. We we should not forget how important it is for us to. To manage our finances and how how that plays in our relationships. So you're not just offering, um, with the service you provide, a way to be able to just save money, mm-hmm. but to actually use these philosophies to heal families. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, there are a few um, mentors that I look up to uh, <laughs> that I find to be. Um, really, really uh, great down-to-earth people that really care about um, about affecting change in our society and, and families and things like that. There's a couple of them. And 
their philosophy is really based on the idea of um, making making families more stable, uh, creating opportunities, um, and in order to do that, to actually make our, our society better um, and to create better families, um, I really like the idea of whole family foundation. I just that that name alone right. just really really solidifies in my mind the idea of what we're doing here. We're making families whole. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're healing families. The whole family foundation, that, that term alone just, just really uh, solidifies in my mind what we're doing. We're healing families. We're, we're creating change for families. We're, we're creating opportunities for people to, to, to really change their, their trajectory in their lives, you know, to... to uh, and do something different and to do, do something better. Absolutely. And for absolutely. those for those who are wondering, the whole family foundation is a nonprofit uh, that we're both a part of that we'll be speaking on as podcasts as we spend time together and um, later episodes we'll be diving into exactly what what the um, purpose of the whole family foundation is. And this part is very close to what we do here at Church KC. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are very excited of, of, of unveiling that to you and getting you involved because we all have a part to play. Yeah. Um, but as a contractor for Touch KC, mm. how can people? Because I'm excited. I'm like, mm. I have, I have little ones. Yeah, um, yeah. that I know yeah. can benefit from the knowledge you have and, and what you're bringing to the table. Mm. What's the best way that people to contact you? Is there a website? Um, yeah, we can def- You can definitely go to uh, touchkc.com. Um, that's that's one way to uh, reach reach me there. We have financial literacy packages. So um, th- through the the email mm-hmm. uh, of of Touch KC, I can be reached and and um, I can also uh, respond to those emails and and, uh, and be able to to make arrangements so that I can sit down with different people, couples and or families to discuss this. So um, and teach it. So so that's one way. Also, you can reach me at my email, my personal email address at Amos Fatoma. Dot com. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, Amos Fatoma at gmail.com. That's A-M-O-S-F as in Frank, A-T-O-M-A, all one word, no spaces, at gmail.com. So that's another way I can be reached, um, um, and I will respond uh, to those messages as soon as possible. But I, I really, I'm really excited about the idea of um, connecting with the community uh in in this way this is this is this is my what i'll call my lane you know and i i like Absolutely. to stay I, I like to stay in my lane <laughs> i like to <laughs> as we all should you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. so, so I, I i really want to to just do what i know i i enjoy doing i love doing this um and this opportunity really gives me the chance to 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 to, to spread my wings and really really fly you know so i i I'm looking forward to those calling in. I mean, uh, or emailing us uh, so that so I can get a chance to sit down with you, you or your family, your loved one, your your spouse, your children, and really explain to them this thing about finance. So yes, definitely. And you can find us on on Facebook. We have a Touch KC on Facebook page. Absolutely. Um, just drop a drop a message. We we try to keep things as simple as possible. We try to create as many outlets as possible um, so people can get the help that they need. So if you if you're listening now and you and this resonated with you on some level, there are a lot of lot of ways to get to the man, um, mm-hmm. and we want to get him to the families as quickly as possible Absolutely. because this is obviously something 
that we should be talking more about yes. and doing yes. more about. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Again, I want to thank you, Amos, Mr. Amos Fatoma. Oh, man, I really appreciate it, Travis. Uh, being being here today has been a joy. Um, I am so happy. I'm so overjoyed. I'm so so grateful to have this opportunity to really to really talk about something that matters very deeply to me. Um, and I'm hoping to hear from a few of you from a few of you guys and and just get your feedback and also uh, you know find some time to to make appointments and sit down with some of you fa- your families and loved ones and, and really really delve into this thing. Look, help help us here. Um, yeah. So yeah, we just want to thank. We're just really grateful, Amos, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Edu- educating us and getting yeah. us excited about helping to solve some of our own issues. Yes. Yes. Right? So we're, yeah. we're 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 elated. And of course, for those who are wondering, he'll be coming from time to time to drop little gems on us. So <laughs> you stay tuned. Um, yes. But yeah, we. We're very grateful for you. Um, Thanks and we again. Want, and we want our audience to remember that relationships are our most precious resource. Um, yeah. Make yeah. sure you mention yours as well. Amen. Okay. Um, this is Travis Bryant. Touch KC. Yeah. See you next time. Yeah.